This episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, where adventure begins. Check out their website at gamersinlehigh.com. Number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. super loud welcome to dungeon crawlers radio uh apparently my headphones are way too loud right now so uh welcome yet again to another exciting episode unfortunately jared and jessica are not with us tonight because jared's doing a top secret mission and filming stuff that we can't say what he's doing but all i can say is he's lost his man card because of it we'll just leave it at that he can tell you what it is later but it's enough to lose his man card uh and so with that said, uh, we've got AJ uh, Davenport, which we've had on before, or otherwise known as Greyhawk 4x4, and then we have David J. West. For those of you that haven't already uh, read uh, Utah Geek Magazine, he is the man that is uh, doing the serial uh, novel in, in the magazine. So, Or you've probably seen him at Comic-Con or some of the other conventions in the area. Yeah, a few. A, a few, yeah. yeah. He's been around, he writes. Uh, pretty well-known author, correct? I'm working on it. Working on it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You definitely write a lot faster than I do. I put in some effort, try to get it in, but uh, yeah, I look at other people's word counts on Twitter and I've oh my gosh, some other people. Yeah, I, I have to shake my head. I just when I see word counts, people posting, I'm just like, no, I I can't think about that. You know. One person's like, yeah, I just dropped 80,000 in the last two hours. I'm like, uh, I'm lucky if I get that in like oh, two weeks. 80,000? 80,000. 80, in two weeks is still pretty awesome. Okay. Well, then I'm doing awesome then. Because I'm averaging between 800 and 1,000. Of course, lately it's been more than that. So. Well, you're both doing better than I am because I, I did one chapter uh, about three years ago and I've never done anything since. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, I, I'm I'm seven, little over seventeen thousand words left, and I'm done. But I'm really struggling because it's like the ending, and I want it to be epic and titan, you know, this like huge battle. And I'm just like, how how am I gonna make this cool? Thinking about all right, what would make it, what could happen that would make it worse for the character? Yeah. Put him in a worse spot. Well. And find yeah, and, and I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, I I haven't outlined the book at all. And I got to the I, I got to the end here, and I'm like, okay, I have to outline this because I need to know where I'm I'm going with this. And so I, I have something's going to happen that's going to ha- make something else happen, and then they're just going to get screwed, and then they're going to somehow come out of it. I don't know how yet. Find that bittersweet ending. Yeah. <laughs> so 
I just got to sit down and write it. You were asking about earthquake experience. I did. Yeah, that one that took me a little bit. I got stuck there, and then I watched a bunch of YouTube videos, which was awesome. I've been through two major earthquakes in California, so I can tell you firsthand experience anything you want to know. All right. Yeah, I pretty much everything just rattled, shook. They were getting swept off their feet because it was like a massive earthquake, like a ten point earthquake. Oh yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. (laughs) So. Almost got squished. Almost got, yeah, all these other cool stuff. I'm giving away too much. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> it was awesome to write. Yeah. And and to do the research. I mean, I've learned that there's some really cool guns out there. And I'm not a gun person. There's some really cool guns out yeah. there. Now I understand why Larry Korea is always like, uh, you know, talking about guns and I'm going to go shoot this and that. And it's like, it's not really I want to shoot it. I, it's just really cool when things like explode when one oh, of the yeah. those things hit them. There's, I have things that are a lot more fun to shoot than other things. Yeah. Every Fruit. time. Yeah. Every time my wife brings up, you know, she says, "You spend an awful lot on your gaming collection and everything else." And I always say, "Okay, let's check out. Let's go on YouTube and check out some people with gun collections." Oh yeah. How much they spend. Make make me look like small potatoes. You know? Yeah. No. Gun gun collections are expensive. Yeah. Um. Definitely more expensive than, you know, even a sword collection, which is expensive, is cheaper than guns. Um, yeah, I have, I have more swords than guns. Yeah. Yep, I, I definitely have more of those, too. You got and, lightsaber and daggers. Now, too. And I have a really cool lightsaber. Yes, from Ultra Sabers, custom design. That thing is sweet. I took that quiz today that you took, and I got purple. Purple? Yeah. Nice. So... I, I, you know, I am not one to dress up at Comic Con, and I'm not going to. But I'm going to carry my lightsaber just because it's that awesome. <laughs> Why not? I mean, I mean, it lights one. up. It's cool. You know, my only thing that I don't like about it is when you go outside and it's not like getting dark. You can't see it. The sun is so bright that you cannot see the light. So that sucks. But other than that, it's awesome. No, really well crafted really well balanced i was actually shocked i was expecting it to be heavier than it was does it come with a thing to mount it on the wall or do you have to do that yourself well you could buy that i didn't we didn't get that he just wants to carry it i want to carry it but (laughs) well we got enough tools on that that i can just make it out of wood so there's no point in paying you know 15 dollars when i can make it for cheaper you really don't want to wear a brown robe at comic-con no when you interview people no no yeah. Uh, see, that was one thing uh, in years past. People were like, oh, let's dress up and cosplay and do interviews. I'm like, no, no one is going to take you serious if you're a giant, fat, yellow Pikachu <laughs> interviewing someone. You know, they're like, but it would be funny. I'm like, I don't care. We need to be taken serious. Not like, oh, hey, did you see those one guys? The yeah. guy that dressed up as a Pikachu interviewing that other person. I mean, we're going to be known as the, the that, those one guys. Yeah, we would not be up for a Hugo this year if we did that. I know that for a fact. So, yeah, and, and that's stressful. Are you going to try and make it to that? I am not going to be able to make it. So, closing on my house, and, yeah, money just goes out the door when you're doing that. Oh, yeah. So. I would so be there, except the baby's coming. Yeah, you got the baby coming, so that's, that's tough. Yeah, you got to make that commitment, because um, it has been held over my head for two years now. Yeah. You missed one. Well, I didn't miss one. One came early. Yeah. You know, she, you know. Oh, so it wasn't your. It wasn't. It was the baby's fault. Correct. <laughs> yeah. You know, three weeks early, everything was paid for Gen Con. You know, 
airline tickets, hotel, everything. She arrives, and then three days later, I'm like, see ya. <laughs> well, you, you know? already paid for it. I mean, yeah, and, and it was a a really rough pregnancy. So it's like, whoa, what? Yeah, sorry, I have to go. And then the next year, we moved. We're in the middle of moving, you know, and we're like, I'm like, sorry, it's paid for. Gotta go. See ya. <laughs> yeah, this year I couldn't go. So, yeah. So you're making a good move doing that because then it's not going to be held over your head. Right. For the next who knows how many years. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. So we got some cool stuff to talk about there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. There's, you know, the Fantastic Four movie and people's opinions on that, whether they're good or negative. Uh, have we were... you found a positive opinion on that? No. <laughs> well, no, I have not either. The guy that directed it. But even then, he's like, hey, you know, the reason it's failed is not my fault. Yeah, did you see how he, of got, he, he got a lawyer today? Oh, yeah, he, he I saw that. Yeah, he, he lawyered up. Yeah. Um, I mean, so we got that. There's Sully Gaming Con, which we were just at. There's Sully Comic Con coming up. There's all the amazing stuff coming up with Star Wars, even though I know you have some reservations about the new I'm movie. Just cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff we'll talk about that's going on as well. So, um, yeah. So, what should we start talking about first? Um, so, I'm Fantastic Four. I mean, we kind of started talking on that one. So, yeah, he did lawyer up. Um, and I read the article, and it's, he did some really weird stuff on set. And they were saying in the article I, that there was other directors that have had similar instances in the past. And they would, you know, it was in the middle of filming, and they either just ditched him. Yeah. And they went to a different director or whatever. But this guy finished the movie, and but he did some strange stuff, yeah. Yeah. So did you see it? Yes. I did not. Yeah, uh, so did Jared and Jessica. Um which I really wish they were here so they could do. And I know Je Jared did a little thing about it. And he, he's like, it wasn't too bad, but it wasn't amazing. Um, I went, I wasn't excited about it, but I went to see it just so I could say, okay, I've seen this. It's either going to be okay, amazing, or a horrible train wreck. And it was a horrible train wreck, at least in my opinion. Um, you know, I'm not a huge Fantastic Four fan, but... I just don't think they did the characters justice in any way, shape, or form. Was the acting at least good? No. No. I, I don't think they... Yeah, and They're decent actors, but I, I don't think they could have saved it. Nothing could have saved read, this. I read some articles, and I saw some screenshots, and I'm like, that's Dr. Doom? Oh, yeah. It was a horrible Dr. Doom. Horrible. I, you know, it's like, Dr. Doom is supposed to be this guy in this metal mask. At least the previous one had that. Right. And, you know, Julia McMahon wasn't the most amazing Doctor Doom, but at least he had the mask, he had the, clo the cowl, you know, the cowl yeah. over his head, and he tried his best to do it. So it worked. Yeah, and you know, it did some decent double-crossing in the second one. Yeah, I mean, this new one, it was weird. I, it wasn't even, it's like, what the heck are you trying to do with this character? I mean... Then you had the whole thing about, you know, the thing not having any pants or whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> a lot of people had problems with that. I, I know that. But, I mean, to be honest, he's a giant rock monster. There's really nothing. Right. That but for some reason, be offensive. It, it, that I can care thing, less yeah. about the pants. But I read that, uh, does he say it's clobbering time? Because that's what um, 
somebody that bullied him would say to him. Yeah, I did hear there was an issue with when he how he used yeah. that tagline. Yeah, the the tagline wasn't used really well. I mean, and that's always been things been his thing but and all i could think is you know that's your tagline that's what you're known for saying but to say that there's this backstory that it comes from that's what the bully said to him yeah um i don't know a single person that's been picked on that reuses what the bully said to them when they get their moment to strike back nobody uses nobody no. wants to attach no. themselves to what the bully's yeah. saying to them no I, I you're right and i think that was they were reaching they it seemed like they had to try they were trying to explain every little nuance yeah. of the characters when they really didn't who cares where clobbering time came from that's just really cool that thing says that so yeah, and it's just one of those things he's known for and it's like you know yeah make... there's, there's so many things that i think movies that try to give an origin for everything just ruin you're better off just throwing us right in the story we don't need to have every little thing explained. Well, first. yeah, I mean, that that's the one thing that I'm really hoping they do with Spider-Man is skip the origin. We know it. Oh, yeah. Fantastic Four. We know it. I mean, we've already sat through the last movie. If you're a comic book fan, you already know it. Just let's just move into the story. We, you know, you can, you know, on the, the pre-credits where, you know, we see those flashes of images like we've seen with Spider-Man or some of these other Marvels. That's where you kind of build up the origin thing. And then let's move into the story because yeah. that will save us what a good forty-five minutes to an hour. Right, and we yeah, don't have then. to watch. We don't have to watch the uncle get killed again. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> uh, poor Uncle Ben. Yeah. He's died so many times, <laughs> over and over again. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, a couple other things that have come out is day bef days before the Fantastic Four movie opened. Uh, director Josh Trank sent out an email to some of the members of the cast and crew saying he was proud of the film. And he wrote was better than 99% of the comic book movies ever made. And one of the cast members, which they're not saying who it was, responded, I don't think so. <laughs> 99%. Huh? Yeah. Um, what kind of an asinine statement is that? And then, I don't know. And then to try and say, oh, it wasn't my fault. Yeah, well, yeah, and then he's saying it's not my fault. It was the studio. So if it's not my fault, then you can't take any credit for what was right. Yeah, I know. You know, the studio didn't allow him to use what he wanted. And I mean, the sad thing is this movie, when it went into a showing with a test audience, mm -hmm. it failed so miserably. The studio went back and requested almost half the movie be reshot. And so, I mean, that's a huge red flag there. And then we still got a crappy movie, even though they redid it. I, I just uh, don't know. If some things are broken bad enough, you're not going to fix them. Yeah. But so to it, to, to, on top of that, to make it worse by making a statement like that, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, if you would have just said, you know, hey, we did our best and we thought we put out a good product and, you know, sorry, yeah. a lot of people didn't like it. But to go out there and make a statement like that. Wow. Yeah. I just don't know if this guy will ever direct again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's some other things that were, you know, during takes, he would be telling cast members when to blink and when to breathe. Uh, one person says he kept pushing them to make the performance as flat as possible. Which that makes no sense to me. I'm, all right, I'm gonna just make the statement here. This guy's not a comic book fan. No, he doesn't understand the genre. He probably doesn't even understand sci-fi fantasy. Yeah, doesn't sound like it. No, I mean no, but hey. I mean I think things that have worked better for the comic book movies mm -hmm. are those elements of realism. Yeah, well, merged with the superpower, merged with 
Yeah, I think that's why technology. Captain America did so well. Oh, yeah. It's because, you know, even it was though... An excellent spy thriller oh, yeah. that just happens to have a super soldier in it. Yeah. Yep. You know, and uh, Chris Chris Evans came in, and we even though he was CG'd in there, we still saw, you know, little skinny Chris Evans, and, you know, you really... You saw him get beat up, but you want to see him stand back up. You know, the whole grenade scene was executed beautifully in my opinion oh, yeah. where he throws a grenade and all the big guys which the general is wanting to be the you know the super soldier they all take off and you know you got little chris evans jumping on there get away get away i mean it was perfect you know you could see the humanity in that and i think this yeah this guy just wasn't doing it and i know uh i saw online today uh that there's actually a petition going around to have Fox let go of this property and give it back oh, yeah. to Marvel. Oh, yeah, I did see that. There yeah. was It was only a month ago I was seeing what's coming up in the next few years. And yeah. They had already booked a Fantastic Four 2 yeah. for like two years from now. And I'm like, we don't even know if this thing's going to bomb. I was suspecting it would. Yeah. And- well, they've changed so I mean, Johnny Storm's character. It's like, you don't... It's cool that they're, what they're trying to do, you know, trying to make... Put in other ethnic ethnicities into the into the, the crew but are they still brother and sister then i, th- I think how they explained it they're like stepbrother or half brother and sister okay there was so much whizzing around my head in this movie it's just like what yeah it, it yeah so needless to say the movie's falling flat on its face I don't know what's going to happen with this director. More than likely, he's not going to have a job ever again. <laughs> um, if so, maybe it's uh, filming commercials or music videos. Do we know his resume? Do we know what there other movies he worked on that we would know? Or? Here, let me look, let me let me look it up just because I can. John. I, I really would hope then that uh, Disney slash Marvel can get the rights back and make a good Fantastic Four movie someday. Aside from the one they've already done that was good, The Incredibles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm pulling up IMDb so I can kind of get a glimpse of what he has done. Um, he did Chronicle in 2012. Uh, that's about it. Yeah, so Chronicle was another one of those found footage movies. Yeah. Which is a different dynamic doing a found footage movie versus a superhero movie. Yeah, and he's it's done about he's done about five episodes of the Kill Point. So, um, needless to say, oh, but and he was an actor in Arrested Development and, and big fan. Yeah, um, I don't think, think this guy is going to breathe be... in Arrested Development. <laughs> Probably not. So you take somebody that doesn't have a lot of directing experience, and you you expect them something, to, yeah, to a big franchise like Fantastic Four. You know. There are some times when you can take a chance and you get, you know, you do get someone amazing like Steven Spielberg or Martin Scorsese or something like that. John Landis. Uh, John Landis. You know, what they probably were trying to do is find, you know, a J.J. Abrams, you know, kind of with that diamond in the rough. And then suddenly, boom, apparently this guy just was not it. Um, and that's really sad that he's only done that much. And Yeah. Well, like you said, this might have been the end for that guy. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to see anybody, you know, lose their livelihood or whatever, but uh, hopefully he lands on his feet or something. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's just, I don't know. 
I, I, I really hoped it would turn out differently. I really had. You know, Mara seemed to be a good choice for the Invisible Woman. I just, the other casting kind of, eh, wasn't too sure about. So, and then Dr. Doom was just horrible. Just horrible. I'll just put that one out there. All right. So, what other, did you, what, did you have any other things? Okay. Well, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. So, uh, Lord of the Rings fans, there is a crowdfunding going on on Indiegogo where, uh, some people want to build a full-size version of Minas Tirith. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, they they want to do it. It's all going to be over in. Uh... In how awesome would that be? Full size. Full size. That would be amazing. What yeah. mountain can they use? Um, let me let me just scan over this. Yeah, it'd be so interesting to see if they've already got a site picked. The out. they've estimated that the actual cost to build is approximately two point nine billion dollars. It's a lot of money so far in forty seven days. Or with 47 days left and 0% of their goal met so far, despite over 900 backers already. I, 900 backers? I don't understand how they can have 900 backers and yet 0%. Well, what's 2.9 billion? Can you count? Yeah. $100. Oh, I guess, yeah. So, uh, the pitched in a buck. Yeah. The building be- was to begin at the end of 2016 and complete by two, 2023. Um, Are there construction people involved in this that they know how long that would take? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, who did they get? To, did they get in there to say, "Well, we could"? Maybe yeah. that's why they have zero yeah. budget. That's <laughs> already gone to the consultants. Residential properties will be categorized by tier, quality, and size. Varies from one to five. So it looks like they're actually going to people can actually buy property on this, and there's going to be uh, you know, some of these homes will have one to four bedrooms. Oh wow! You know, if they build it like it's supposed to, yeah say something on the 10th remember how hard minus Tirith is to get out of when you oh, I know. grocery shopping yeah. Yeah. you're going to have to go down to one level zigzag back around yep. far to the left to come back out then go down go all the way to the right come back down zigzag to the left it would be <laughs> hell it would be um, that'd be really hey hey shopping you know there's no people going to get a I mean there's those Big enough for cars. It's gonna take a while. In the moped or something. <laughs> yeah. They still have to zigzag through the gate that's built defensively. Yeah. Skateboarders be having a ball though. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, until <laughs> you start getting lawsuits because of people losing control. And yeah, and then slamming into slamming things. Into someone else. But Man, I, I want to know. Do they have a site? Um, I mean, they do have the Indiegogo site. So. No, I mean, uh, I mean a mountain. To let me. This I'm pulling up the Indiegogo. Okay, so they, they have, so far, they actually have, now I'm, I'm looking at, they have 1,051 people that, uh, within the last 13 days, and they have raised 40,335 pounds. And their goal is the uh, $1,850,000,000. Uh, so, uh, and the minimum, okay, so here we go. We have, the minimum buy-in is 15 pounds, and your name is on a monument. Yeah, 15 pounds. Yep. That's like what? At 25. 35, 40 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, how many names, if, to get to yeah. $2 billion? And 25 pounds, you get a free tour. Yay. At 50 pounds, you get your name on a plaque. 
500 you get a night you get to stay there for a night uh for 900 pounds you get a night for two and then at the very top they have a hundred thousand pounds you are a lordship or ladyship of the city and it grants you and your family exclusive access to all areas of the city uh, excluding private residences and businesses. So yeah, they are going to have, they're going to sell private residences. So you could wow. live in me, Minas Tirith. That could be, be cool. cool. But not and at the same time, really, not, really not weird. Regular community. Yeah. So let's see. Baradur on the other hand. Yeah. Hey, has all the amenities right there. It does not say where they're planning on doing it. You could do like a BNB for Helm's Deep. Oh yeah, that'd be a great BNB. Yeah. <laughs> but and I'm sure it would cost considerably less. Yeah. Probably. Of course, somebody like Bill Gates could come and drop two billion and just say, "Here, build the thing." You know. <laughs> That's true. And that wouldn't that be like his geek paradise? Well, you, I mean, yeah. If I had his kind of money, that's the kind of stuff I'd be looking for. I'd be like, yeah, there's something like it. I'm a philanthropist. Yeah. <laughs> I've created Minas Tirith on Earth. There's no middle about it. It's full Earth. I don't know. That could be interesting. Alrighty. So, uh, Kindergarten Cop Two. I don't know if you heard this. No. Uh, apparently, they're making a sequel starring Dolph Lundgren. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how well that one's going to go because it's Dolph Lundgren and I can barely stand him in uh, Expendables. I mean, how is he supposed to be funny? By not being funny. That's By not being funny? That that might be it. To him. Yeah, it's the kids. Because, I mean, this was Arnold. You know, that was funny when he's in there. He's not a Duma. You know, that was, that was funny, but I, I don't see Dolph Lundgren trying to deliver a line like that where it will turn out funny. In any way, shape, or form. Um, all right. Maybe he'll surprise. Maybe he'll. Maybe he'll pull it off. Who knows? He might. I mean, he might. But one. Well, never know. I don't well, know. Let's talk about any movie that Dolph Lundgren was the lead in. Um. No. He was He-Man. Oh wait a minute! Wait. A minute. That's right. You jump up next to the microphone. It, it might need to be turned on. It's not on. It's not on. Turn it up. Little switch up the top, 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 switch, switch, switch. He's handing the phone. Or, there it is. He was He Man in Masters of the Universe. And we all know where that went. <laughs> yeah. But he was He Man. He was. Uh, I like that Skeletor right at the very end. I'll be back. Yeah. No. We well, are doing a reboot of that. But they, they are, eventually. Not with Dolph Lundgren, I'm <laughs> hoping. Hopefully not, because <laughs> He Man would be really old. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to pull up a couple other things we're talking about. Um, sorry, this is taking a, a little bit of time. There was a couple of video game announcements today. Uh, yeah, what, what was those? Was, uh, EA announced that there will not be a, uh, a single-player campaign for Star Wars Battlefront. They're just not doing a, a single-player campaign for it. And they said, really? we, just don't, we just don't think enough people would be interested. This game is getting worse. Yeah, it's, hmm. it's like... How can you make a statement like that? There, there are a lot of people that love the. They want to play through the story, you know, and then they can go and you know kill each other in multiplayer all day you know, for for weeks at a time. That's fine, but they want to go through the story first. And they announced, no, we're just not doing a single player campaign. Well, I mean, okay, so since we brought that up, 
there's a couple things that are kind of frustrating me because you know Battlefront has been about capturing bases while you're shooting rebels and or imperials or whatever. That's gone from this version of Battlefront. It's just not there. It's more like Battlefield. So that kind of upsets me. Now there's no single player. Right. And so really the only way to play this game is if you're playing online with a bunch of other people, right. which I hate. You're probably like me. I like the single player. I like the single player, but if I'm going to play multiplayer, I want it with a bunch of friends in the same room where we're razzing each yep. other, not online where I can hear a punk 12-year-old yep. calling me every dirty name in the book because, you know... He's sniping me, and I'm running around looking like the Halo guy. It's looking up and down, up and down, spinning around. Yeah, and then you have a you know strong trooper teabagging people. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just that doesn't sound fun to me. But when I, you know, if I'm doing it with a bunch of my friends, that's different. You yeah, know, exactly. and if I'm getting shot over and over and over with my friends, that's who cares? That's 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 fun. But when it's some twelve-year-old little twerp that's just like calling me every name in the book and just like well, get, get off or whatever, yeah, yeah, I hate that. So, I'm, and then the other one was that Fallout Four. They announced that there will, there will be no hard ending to it. You can play it basically as much as you, as long as you want. They'll there, and there will, of course will be modding, so there will be additional content being added all the time. So basically, they're not putting a hard ending into it. You know, there will be storylines that will culminate, but they're saying you can just keep playing if you want. You know, and it'll be open. And and then they also said that. Crafting, they said today, would be completely optional. You won't have to do it, but it'll be there if you enjoy doing that type of thing. So they're doing it very modular. So there's different aspects. If you mm -hmm. don't enjoy that, you don't have to do that That part of the game. You can enjoy other things, you know, which I think that's a much better approach, having it more sandboxy like that, you know, than saying you must go through this path, you know, you have linear gameplay type yeah. of a thing. So. Well, I mean, I think that was what was so successful with the Elder Scroll games, where you had the main storyline, but you could do all these other side storylines and you know, that you got extra cool stuff for, or sometimes it helped the further the original story on or make it easier for you, but you didn't have to, you know, you weren't hard set to that story and you couldn't do anything until, uh, otherwise. Right. You couldn't get, you couldn't progress. Yeah. You know, you know, kind of like Lego, those Lego games, you know, they kind of got on that. Hey, we don't want to play, path you know give them a few boards that they have to and then it's go wherever you want yeah so i think players like that so the fallout games and the fallout 4 sounds really i think it's going to be promising Do, have any of you played destiny i haven't i have not because i just talked to him, like playing it religiously and he's like yeah i quit playing it it just got boring the you know the changes and the modifications they've made the latest uh expansions just haven't been that exciting you know he's already got the coolest weapons and armor he can get and there's it's just the game there's no replay value in the game it's just boring as all can be so i know everyone was like raving about it but i'm not really surprised well, yeah, that about was supposed that supposed to be the game of the decade yeah you know and it just never panned out i mean i'm sure there's a big following there but mm -hmm. it, it didn't it didn't catch on the way people expected it to i just think people are kind of getting bored with those type of games because i don't know just me i like having an end to my game that's what i was wondering yeah. i'm not as big a gamer as you guys yeah. but i think back to what i used to play i used to play diablo yeah and i liked it eventually yeah i mean i, I don't end. i don't need it that i'm being ushered towards that end but i need to know that there is some end point 
where I can be, I am awesome. I defeated this. Game over. Yeah, you know, it's like a book. Right. You know, you need to be able to measure success. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even a choose your own adventure book. You know, mm-hmm. you wove around. It was different all the time. You either but die you, or you finish. Yeah, yeah. But you still got an ending. Mm-hmm. You know, and these games, like these MMOs, it's just like there is no ending. And it's like, oh, okay, I got the coolest stuff. Uh, now I got to wait till the new expansion. And then you wait and you Speaking wait. Or, or you go on raids. You know, the, WoW, the newest WoW expansion was announced also. Yeah. See, I'm just not into WoW. I, I'm, I'm not either anymore. I used to play it a lot, mm-hmm. but. And then with this reveal, I expected a lot and what I, it looks like a, a rehash of the same old thing. It's called Legion, and it's going to be you know more of the same um, in Outland. Um, demons are they announced a demon yeah. as a class, and I thought well maybe they're going to announce like time lock servers where because um, so many people wish that they could go back and play vanilla WoW. You know? Yeah, and. And EverQuest and EverQuest 2 have done that. They've released time locks where people can go back and play it from the beginning. Like, you know, and then they don't release content until the community votes on it. Yeah. And I thought, well, this would be a perfect time for World of Warcraft to do that because they've lost so many subscribers. Maybe they could get their subscriber numbers back if they release those. And they basically came out and said, no, we're not ever doing that. And even if we wanted to, we really don't have the ability to do it anymore. Wow. Which I don't, no one wow. really buys <laughs> because, because there are, you know, private servers out there yeah. that people have that are vanilla that are going right now. And so they've just basically said they're not going to do that. And I just, I think it's a, it's a marketing mistake. On, and, yeah, it definitely is. Cause I mean, you could attract some of those older gamers mm-hmm. back, yep. but again, I think a lot of people are getting bored of the MMO. You know? Yeah. I know wizards of the coast has their, uh, never winter that's out there. It's not, it's okay, but it's not like super awesome. The, the big uh, selling point with Neverwinter is it's free. Yeah. Completely. Well, and most of them out there have moved to that free model, except unless you have a specialty character and then you have to pay. Right. And the, the, the difference is that with Neverwinter, there's no cost even for the client. I mean, you, you can just download it and start playing for yeah. free. Where like Elder Scrolls Online is free to play now, but you still have to pay to buy the game. Yeah. And so is Guild Wars and stuff right. like that. Neverwinter is just. You can just play it for free anytime you want to. And of course, there's microtransactions up the And evening, then let's see, Knights of the Old Republic. I don't know. Knights of the Old Republic. Do you have Republic to pay for that up front the, or uh, no? Yeah, I think you have to pay. Um, well, that one, that one, you might be right. That one maybe. You can you can download the client free now. Okay. When it launched, you had to buy it, of yeah, course. Yeah, I bought but, the collector's But edition. yeah, it's free to play. It's <laughs> download the client. Um, you can pay a monthly subscription if you want to get access to Some more cooler features and, and higher features. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. And they're they're re-releasing, or should I say, they're um, releasing a new expansion to kind of revamp the whole storyline of it. Not not reboot it, but yeah. but uh, reignite it, so to speak. Well, that was one of the big selling points of that game was that you each each class got its own narrated um, cinematics, you know, as your quest line yeah. kind of went on, and they were all unique to that cl- to that class. And then they kind of stopped with. You know, we came out with all these other expansions and they didn't do any of that. And now they're realizing people, that's what people really wanted. They they want to feel like they're in the Star Wars universe. Well, of course. That's and, and, if you're gonna play a Star Wars game, you might as well be part of it. Right. And so now they're realizing after what, you know, three or four years or however long yeah. been, that that they that's what they need to do. Yeah. And now they it sounds like they're gonna do that. So. Okay. Well, I mean that'd be cool. I again it's still I I played WoW many years ago. And, you know, I, I was 
live in some roommates, and they're. I mean, they would play this game nonstop. So much, I had one roommate that would sit in this blanket and play WoW. And when I mean, you know, and after one night, we had burritos. You know, he would throw that blanket off, and all the gas that was trapped <laughs> underneath that blanket would just, you know, the room just went. You know, everyone you just had fumigate. The yes, room, yeah. and. I mean, they would play for hours on end, and I'm just like, where is your life? And, I mean, even so much to the point that one of the guys is like, yeah, I got a new girlfriend. I'm like, really? How did you find a girlfriend? You've never left the house. <laughs> oh, she's on WoW. She lives in Canada. I'm like, how is that a girlfriend? Canadian girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, how is that a girlfriend? She lives in another country. They, they did a world, they, what was it? They did a, a Big Bang Theory yeah. episode based kind of like Yeah. Well, and, he, and like, so what do you do for dates? Oh, yeah, we go on raids. What? <laughs> How is that a date? Yeah. It's cheap. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it was just so weird. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this. You know, I've done role playing. Maybe this would kind of be cool because apparently, every, I mean, everyone was talking about it. All these guys are doing it. So I got on there. I played for seven minutes. I'm like, I am so bored out of my skull. See it. And I, I logged off. I mean, I've, and I've never touched it since, even though everyone's like, oh, all this cool stuff and the pandas and whatever. Who cares? <laughs> I'll go role play for that stuff. Yeah. And it's even, it's a thousand times cooler. So, uh, crazy. That's, that's basically it on uh, the video game front as far as announcements, I think. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, Solid Game Con, we went. I know you were there. John was there. Uh, you didn't get a chance to get up there. First year con. Pretty, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, definitely if you're going to see, co going for a Comic-Con turnout, you definitely didn't see that. Uh, definitely, it was very focused on video games, I'll admit that. I wish they would have had a little bit more tabletop stuff going on. Um, I know they did have some stuff, but it would have been nice to see some some vendors. Well, was it you the know? Expo Center, right? Yeah, it was. Well, how many people were there, do you think? I know they pre-sold 25,000 tickets. Oh, Which okay. is pretty decent. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty, pretty decent. I mean, for, year for one day. of Salt Lake Comic Con, I know I was at the press event, you know, the morning they were opening, and they're like, yeah, we got 35,000 pre-sold tickets. Which, you know, Utah is fairly well known for not pre-selling tickets to events very well. So that wasn't too surprising. So the fact that they were pretty close to, you know, year one Comic Con isn't too bad. Mm -hmm. Um, and the Expo Center is about the same size as Fanex is. So, mm -hmm. you know, even though Fanex is only half the salt piles, it's still about the same size, which is really good. Problem, you know, and, you know, they did, they did a decent show. The, the things I, problems I foresaw was, one, they didn't have a lot of board game vendors. You know, it, they had a lot. I mean, they did have Microsoft up there. They did have PlayStation there. Um, they did have Marvel there, which is really cool. Um, there were some Oculus Rifts there that you could try out, um, and you know both Marvel and, or not uh, Microsoft and PlayStation were letting them play games that weren't available yet. Like mm -hmm. PlayStation had the new Rock Band game that's not out yet, so I could you know we couldn't get video or photos of it, and you had people going, what? "No, oh, yeah, no." They had they had it. They had signs everywhere, yeah. and they, yeah. uh, you know, which well, fair enough. Um, the the aisles were extremely wide. You know, for people, foot traffic, which they didn't need to be because um, there wasn't a lot of vendors. I think they could have shrunk the area where they, they had food and expanded that for vendors. Now, granted, year one, they probably didn't have a lot. Um, but 
as far as what I saw with the video game stuff going on, there was a lot of people. There was a lot of traffic there. You always saw someone playing video games, which was awesome. Uh, Saturday was really slow in the morning. It sounded like it picked up in the afternoon. Um, but it, that's how it seemed. It was like it was really slow during the morning day, and then towards late afternoon, evening, it picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm, again, I, I would like to see some more board game stuff happen there because i mean they're calling it a gaming con i think you know you should have both sides if you're gonna have video games let's let's throw in the other stuff too yeah they had the D &D adventures league there yeah they did have the adventures league there there was a magic the gathering tournament going on um but that was pretty much it that was pretty much it yeah 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 i mean and they had a huge they set up a huge area for there to be people sitting down playing board games or mm-hmm. D&D and stuff like that, there just wasn't anyone there. So, I mean, I was impressed with how much space they gave for that. Because, you know, most conventions, you know, like, uh, you know, Salt Lake Comic-Con, you know, they do have that stuff going on, but they don't have... A-
All right, are we? It, we're back. Hey, there we are. Sorry, technical difficulty glitch. You know, that's what I hate about Gremlins. They the, mess the and bite wires. The listeners needed to go to the bathroom. They did. They needed a break. So welcome back yet again to Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Uh, if you're now joining us, we have AJ Davenport, Greyhawk 4x4, David J. West. Go out and find his stuff. You need to read it. And then, of course, John Hughes is joining us. Uh, what do we categorize you are? You're a writer. You are uh, I like to think so, yes. a, a, a Star Trek, no, not Star Trek, Star Wars fan that rivals probably me. And uh, the biggest Batman fan I know. Yes. Good to know. So much that even his own sons carry Batman and uh, Luke Skywalker's name. Oh, yeah? Yep. Yes. You got Bruce, Bruce and Luke. Bruce and Luke. Yep. Luke. Wow. It's awesome. That's so, dedication. Uh, that is. All right, so we're, we're talking about Star Wars when things went glitchy. So there are so many rumors out there. We have no clue what's really going on. We know that the Stormtroopers kind of have a redesign on their helmets. Um, some people say it looks a lot like Donald Duck, if you look at it closely. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not really keen on the redesign, but you know, it is, what, 18, 20 years after the end of Return of the Jedi that this is kind of set? 30. Huh? It's about 30. Oh, 30. Okay. All right. We know that... Fashion's changed. Fashion has changed. <laughs> the Emperor's been dead. We've seen Star Destroyers crashed in the Tatooine Desert. Um, it's not Tatooine. Oh, it's not Tatooine. No, it's called Jakur. Even better. It's not Tatooine. I'm so happy with this. Yes. I'm tired of everything starting in Tatooine. I want something different. Okay. Well, that that's good to know. Um, we have some. It could have been Loke too, because Loke is another desert planet. It's either Jakku or Jakur, or something like that. Yeah. Um, so we know we've got new characters, but we've also got old characters. You know, we're gonna see Han and Chewie back in the Falcon, which everyone loves. I mean, I haven't seen or talked to a single person that didn't get like super excited when we had that trailer, and we're like, oh, okay, all right, this is cool, and then. The music kicks in, and you see the Falcon zipping over the desert, you know, avoiding those uh, TIE fighters. I mean, that was no one yep. has not gone, that was awesome. Goosebump I, time. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I've literally had goosebumps. My kids looked at me and went, What's the big deal? And it's like, <laughs> What's the big deal? It's the Falcon. <laughs> I don't get it, Dad. I don't. Han and Chewie, they're back. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and then, then, of course, the other trailer when, you know, you have Han and Chewie, it's like, We're home. Yeah, you know, another tingly moment. Because yep. that's just awesome. I mean, that was a perfect line. Now I just want to see what happens to get that line to show up. And it better be in the movie. Because if it's not... Well, I did read something today that well, they were interviewing um, some of the cast members and they said that, uh, that that moment on the Millennium Falcon with Han and Chewie, mm-hmm. um, they said basically the whole cast kind of just stopped and was kind of in awe. Yeah. Just because, kind of taking in the whole moment, you know. That type of thing, and and they said that even though he got hurt, Harrison Ford did a lot of physical stuff. Yeah. Even after he got hurt, he was still doing some physical stuff that they thought was, they couldn't believe that you know injured he was still doing the stuff he was doing. So, that that sounds like there's going to be some some cool know, stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, now I seeing that scene. Now the question's spinning in my mind: If they're saying we're home, then where has the Falcon been? Because obviously it hasn't been with them. Right. You know. Did Lando take it? I, I, you know. He's the kind of guy that will steal your clothes yes. when you're frozen in carbonite. 
or try to steal your girlfriend right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and then we have the question, did Han and Le- Leia ever get married? Because we don't know. That was in a book. That was in a book. Yeah. You know, um, and that's not canon, supposedly. Well, anymore, so. from what I've heard, that book is still canon, but we don't know 100%. You know, uh, that was written by uh, Dave Wolverton or Farland. Timothy Zahn wrote the novels, just kind of rebooted, basically, and he's the one that declared Han and Leia married. Well, yeah, but then uh, Dave. You're talking about Courtship of Princess Leia? Or, yeah, maybe that's the one that I'm thinking. So we don't know. And so. Are they married? Where are they? Are we going to see Mara Jade? I mean, because that was a pretty big character. Does she exist? We don't know. Are we going to see, you know, Admiral Thrawn? That would be awesome, but we don't know. One of my favorite villains. I, no, he's an amazing villain. You know, are we going to see Igzor? You know, Black Sun. Uh, Exar Kun. I mean, there's just so many characters that could come about, and I know they're planning on, uh, you know. An Obi Wan movie and bringing uh, oh, what's his name, Ewan McGregor back. Really? Yeah, I mean, and that could be cool. That I hadn't heard. Yeah. Uh, I know there's going to be a young Han Solo one. I know there's talk about doing a Yoda trilogy, mm-hmm. where Yoda comes from in that, which would be cool, and how he becomes a Jedi. Because um, I, everyone loves Yoda. Yeah. In a way, yeah, but I, I don't know. Maybe I the like mystery. Yoda. I don't know if I want to watch a Yoda trilogy. Okay. Yoda movie, maybe. Yeah, Yoda, Yoda movie. I know there's talk of a, a Boba Fett movie. Now, which... see, now seeing, seeing what Boba Fett, how he earned his reputation before the movies that we've already seen, mm-hmm. that would be, to me, would be interesting yeah. to see how much of a badass he really was. You know, and, and then we have three live-action Star Wars TV shows coming to Netflix, which is going to be amazing. How soon? Um, really soon. Actually, I think next year, if not sooner. 16 or 17. Yeah, I think it's next year. Mm. Um, straight to Netflix, you know, Netflix original. That could be pretty cool to yeah. see that. Because um, I know there's been talks about that forever, and then we just got Clone Wars, the, the cartoon series. But now that Disney owns it, and they have buckets and mountains of money, they can throw this out all they want. I mean, at this point, you can see Star Wars on everything. You know, where was this when I was a kid? I mean, you can get Hot Wheels with Star Wars on it. And, well, I'm just waiting for them to announce the Star Wars theme park. And well, act, not, not at Disneyland. I mean, an actual separate theme park. Well, Disney just actually acquired a huge portion of land in Anaheim. There you go. Um, that, is, that will be connected to Disney. Because you got Universal that did Harry Potter. Yeah. Now they did it. They didn't do it as a separate park. They did it as an addition, but... But I could, you know, the Star Wars franchise is big enough, and Disney has the money yeah. to just do an entire park. Well, yeah, I mean, this could be just like California Adventure, right. where it's completely, yeah. but good one and the, you know, part of the park, but separate, yeah. and you can easily do that. I mean, I know uh, uh, Industrial Light and Magic actually are coming up with a uh, where where is that? Let me just find that article. It is pretty much a holographic room that immerses you into Star Wars. I mean, they were showing a picture where they had a holographic R2 and 3 CPO. So now when they bought, when they bought the franchise uh, from uh, George Lucas, did they also get Industrial Light and Magic? Is that yeah. part of the deal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah they, they got, got everything. They got everything. They got Indiana Jones. Yeah. 
Howard the Duck. <laughs> well, Indiana Jones was part of it, huh? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, and, so and they, and, film, they got everything that Lucas owned. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, that just makes everything perfect for them because almost everything out there that has any really good CG is Industrial Light and Magic. I mean, go look at uh, the new Star Trek movies. Industrial Light and Magic. So they're going to be cashing in on everything in some small way, you know, and then now they got Howard the Duck. Well, they already own Marvel, so oh, let's just push that over yeah. there. Now we're getting a Howard the Duck movie, which who knows whether that's going to be good or bad. Um, so, yeah, I mean, every, you know, Indiana Jones. So they, I could see them doing the young Indiana Jones movies trilogy type of a thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was the TV series, right? Yeah. So I they had a uh, River Phoenix. No. Or no. no. It's uh. It was in Boondock Saints. Yeah, I don't recall. River Phoenix was in one of the movies. As a yeah, young, as the young as one, young but not. Movie. Oh, that's not right. TV series. That's right. That's right. Sorry. Um. Yeah, he he played the young Indiana Jones in the the third movie. Right. Um, the Last Crusade. Last Crusade. Indiana Jones TV series. Let's find that. But yeah, I could see them actually deciding to do so, another movie it, franchise. Is it Sean something? I think it is Sean. There was a rumor that uh, they were going to have a, his name escapes me, the guy that did Star-Lord. Oh, that, Chris oh, Pratt. Chris yeah, Pratt. he was going to be Indiana Jones. Sean Patrick Flannery. That's who did it, yeah. That's yeah, what I did. That is... Chris, Chris Pratt, uh, if they were going to continue it, um, that they would have him uh, well, Indiana after Jones. seeing him in Jurassic World, he could pull it yeah, off. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know a couple. Indiana Jones, you got to have that person. Yeah, the other name I know that's been thrown out there is Bradley Cooper, which I think he could do a decent job. Yeah. Um, but I think Chris Pratt, in my mind, would be the better choice. Yeah, and he's the so. hot commodity, right? Well, he's a hot commodity, but not only that, he's he's got the look. He's now got the build since he's lost all of his weight and that. And he's kind of got that that kind of dry, funny humor that Indiana Jones has every now and then. So yeah, you could see when that scene in Jurassic World when he's working on the motorcycle and she comes up and he's kind of it was almost like you could see him as Indiana Jones right there because he was kind of like that you know like this cool tough guy you know attitude. And, yeah. All right, so. Uh... I don't know if any of you watched Constantine when it was on before it got canceled. So uh, Matt Ryan, who played Constantine, uh, is actually going to appear on this season of Arrow as Const- John Constantine. So he'll get to play his character a little bit more. Hey, that was a good good series. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge Constantine fan, but it definitely made up for the horrible uh, Keanu Reeves movie, <laughs> which was nothing like the comic book. So... So there's a connection between Arrow and Constantine. That's I, I didn't know anything about it. That's what they're going to make. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, Constantine right. is a DC product. Was it established in the comic books so that there was a, uh, a connection? Well, they're on the same that, DC. They're in, universe. they're in the DC universe, so. But there wasn't anything. No, no. Storyline already pre-existing. No, just like with Arrow, there was no pre-existing uh, storyline with him and Ra's al Ghul. They're just—it's pretty much Batman without Batman. The license, yes. Yeah. So, so, and then there was connection with Batman and Constantine. There were several times where Constantine would come in. So it's pretty much they're making Batman, but with the Arrow. Okay. I mean, really. Yeah. So, so Arrow and the Flash and Constantine are all in the same universe. Yes. In as far as the TV goes, and Supergirl. 
she's in that universe yep. as well. And so, and the heroes of tomorrow will be as well. Correct. Yeah. And that Supergirl pilot's actually pretty good. I got to uh, see it, and it's not too bad. Yeah, I've seen it. My only problem Jimmy Olsen? is that they discriminate against gingers <laughs> because Jimmy Olsen should be a white ginger and he's he not. He is a bald, six foot tall black guy, with really? African-American with muscles, which is OK. I mean, it, it's a different take and that's cool. But, you know, that's not Jimmy Olsen. No, I, every Jimmy Olsen I've ever seen has been exactly what you described. Yeah, you know? you've seen it, you know, a white ginger um so i know they're going differently which is okay they needed some color uh, in there because as far as i could see every person in there was like just white so i know they need an african-american we're probably going to see other orientations coming in um but again it kind of fits the story because he's now this mentor to supergirl where you know little skinny redheaded Jimmy Olsen wouldn't be much of a mentor, in my opinion. So, yeah. And it is kind of annoying that they always refer to Superman as him or he. They don't say his name. It's really weird. It's like, well, he wanted to give this to you. Just say Superman? Apparently not. I mean, it's it's really weird. No, it... In the very beginning, it says Superman. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I can't remember. No, actually, it doesn't. It says... You know the story of my cousin. True. Yeah, it never says. And then with Superman, you only see a silhouette of a guy up in the air with the cape flapping and the sun. You don't even see the coloring of the outfit. Um, there's there's one scene where you see like a shoulder. A shoulder and, and a red cape. Yeah. So it's really weird what they're trying to do. And I know they're trying not to say Superman because maybe they don't know the rights. Um, I do know when they they give Superman gives Kara over to a family because she's still super young. It's her adoptive parents are Dean Kane and Helen Slater, which were cool. which was Superman <laughs> when Lois and Clark and Supergirl in the Supergirl movie. So I mean that was kind of a nice nod. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I mean it really was good. It was really well done. You see, you know, she goes through several iterations of her costume because it gets destroyed. And she's just trying to figure herself out. Women's costumes get destroyed more than men's costumes. Yeah, well... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it was very interesting. I, I have hope for it. It's definitely a lighter film. You know, where you know, Arrow is dark. Even Flash is kind of bordering on dark, but not quite. So, I think it's going to be the counterbalance to Arrow. And who knows about the heroes of tomorrow. So it'll be interesting. But who do they have for Heroes of Tomorrow? I don't even know. Well, Heroes of Tomorrow is going to have uh, its existing characters that you've seen in, in Flash. And Flash. Oh, Plus, okay. there's going to be uh, some new characters. So we're going to see uh, Brandon Rouse. Brandon Rouse coming back as the Atom. We're going to see White Canary, which played Sar- which was Sarah Lance's character, but she died. Now she's being brought back from the dead because she went into the Lazarus pit. So she's now White Canary instead of Black Canary. So that's a new character. Um, yeah. You got the Time Traveler guy that's played by Arthur Darville, which was um, uh, Rory in Doctor Who. Oh. You have Captain Cold. Captain Cold. You have Heat Wave. So you've got the two uh, Prison Break guys there. Which they're rebooting. Which they're, yeah. Um, 
and there, there's going to be a couple others. So there's a lot of rumor who's a, cause they all formed together as a team to fight off this big evil. So a lot of people are speculating it's Vandal Savage. It's the big bad guy, or it could be a few other things. Vandal Savage. I don't know. Vandal Savage is some guy that was apparently one of the, a caveman that was originally touched the monolith. You know how you, 2000, uh-huh. 2001 or two. What is that movie? 2001. Yeah, 2001, where you have that monolith and apes are there. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the one that touched that, and it granted him immortality and strength and super intelligence. And so, okay, I vaguely, vaguely yeah. remember reading the comic with that. But so, yeah, I mean, there's several things in and then Brandon with the Ralph. movies and the Brandon yeah. Routh was Superman and Superman Returns. Yeah, it's got to be hard. And, and now he's Adam. Well, you know, I talked to him at uh, Fan X. And he actually was really excited about the character. Mm-hmm. You know, it is it's tough that he's not Superman. Yeah, and, you know, I thought he did a good job. He, I, I think he did too. I just think the story wasn't yeah, good I, enough. I didn't care for Superman yeah. Returns. Yeah, he did a good portrayal. Um, you know, and that was big shoes to fill. That I mean, that really was. You know, and Reeve, I mean, you know, and when I talked to him, you know, he was pretty he was pretty okay with where that went. But he he loved the character because, uh, you know, it allowed him to jump into those comic books hero shoes again and he really was a fan of that type of stuff He's a comic book fan he likes magic the gathering a uh, little bit of D and I mean he picked up out of, from our name that what what we talked about which was pretty cool um but he was yeah he was really excited about the direction and then he's like yeah and then i'm gonna kind of have my own show but he couldn't tell us at that point but it's what this is heroes of tomorrow so he's gonna kind of be the guy leading the charge i guess with this show so it'll be kind of cool Okay. You know, you know, we're getting some cool uh, comic book shows. We got Daredevil. Are we supposed to be getting a Justice League of America movie? Yes. Yes, we're going to be getting a Justice League movie. Production in January. Yeah. So, and not only that, uh, when they film, so they they've already previewed the uh, Superman versus Batman movie, right? And it got a standing ovation. Everyone that watched it. So that gives me high hopes. And not only that, because of that, they just signed Ben Affleck to three Batman movies. So, because of his, he did such a great portrayal. So maybe we got a good Batman with Ben Affleck. And he's going to be in Suicide Squad as Batman. Um, So we'll see how that turns out. Yeah. Jared Leto, still kind of not sure yet, but we'll see. We'll yeah, I mean, after after Heath Ledger's portrayal, it's tough to. Yeah, well, and then they're they're going to be doing the animated version of the Killing Joke. Mark Hamill begged to be on that, which he is now. And now, uh, um, oh, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy says, "I want to come back as Batman." Then, so that would be really cool if they did that one with it's those two. One of the first graphic novels I ever bought. It's an amazing one. I mean, it's 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 wonderful, and if they get those guys doing it, it's going to be creepy. I'm going to love it. I mean, it's, it's one of the best storylines I've ever, I've ever read. Uh, Batman. I've loved all those animated movies that they've done a good job, you know, and Jason Mara is doing the voice right now, but it's just not as cool as when you hear Kevin Conroy right. voice Batman. So they need to do that. If they're going to have Mark Hamill. Yeah. I mean, they just have to. So, all right, well, we're almost out of time. So real quickly, uh, where can they find your books and your website and follow you and stalk you or whatever? Uh, 
I'm all over Amazon. Uh, Utah Geek is free all over the Wasatch Front, and you can get the PDF online from utahgeek.com. Um, my personal website, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and it would just be david-j-west-blogspot.com. All right. And then uh, we got greyhawk4x4.com. That's right, greyhawk4x4 on any of the social media, including that's my Steam handle as well. And so you can find me on YouTube, uh, you know, uh, Facebook, Twitter, the whole bit. And if you are looking for vintage or retro board games or role-playing games, that's the place to go because uh, that's what he talks about. Uh, as always, we broadcast live from Salt. I was going to say something else because that's what we did last week. Salt Lake Gaming Con, but uh, we're broadcasting live from uh, Gamers Inn, located in Lehigh, Utah. Come check it out. It's probably one of the game stores in the area that looks like an old tavern when you come in. It's yeah, really cool. It's cool. You, know, you got the tables, the chairs. Some of the chairs might look like medieval torture devices, but they are actually comfortable. It's weird, but they are. Um, and they've got a great, friendly staff. I mean, I have never walked in here, and they have not. Or really unheard of from most game stores anymore. So. Agreed. Uh, with that said, we will be on next week, where we will actually be re- uh, broadcasting live from the void. Uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, uh, go look it up. I mean, I could do it, but it's going to take too much time. Uh, check us out. It'll be really cool. We'll talk. We'll let you know. Uh, they're going to let us uh, experience firsthand what it's like being in the void, and then we'll be able to talk uh, with Curtis Hickman, one of the uh, masterminds uh, behind that. So, with that said, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>